I still don't know episode numbers. I really don't. I swear, I think we at eight or nine. It's been a minute. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the waiting for us. Thank you for waiting for us. We've been off for a minute. Yeah. Um, we all have to get some things together in life. Nothing bad. All good things. Yeah. Not every time someone has to get their life together is a bad thing. Um. Nah, man. Welcome, welcome back to Kayfabe Ain't Dead. We missed y'all. We miss talking trash about this. We miss talking about what we love about this. Um, I guess the best place to start is congratulations to the Royal Rumble winners, Charlotte and Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah, man. I, I got to say, like, with with reason, you did laugh every time I mentioned Drew McIntyre should win something. <laughs> no, for the because, past couple months, I'll be honest, I was laughing at it. But then he cut that promo, I think, that week of the Royal Rumble or a week before. And I was like, okay, this is a different Drew McIntyre right here. Yeah, where he did the little kick up with the mic. And he was like, oh, I didn't even drop the mic. Yeah, I was like, okay, he's showing a little bit of personality. Yeah, he's Waka Flocka, no hands with it. No hands with it. But, um, nah, it's it was it was good to see. It was good to see. Um Charlotte, I know there was some controversy, like she shouldn't have won, but I was like, okay. But who else who you? was going over? Because what I was saying, everybody was kind of agreeing upon was the Shannon Blazer. But, I mean, we'll get to that point. We see that it actually worked out better from this past Raw than her just winning the Royal Rumble straight up. Yeah. I mean, but shouts out to the angle they're going for. So it's now Charlotte. Versus Rhea Ripley. It should be Charlotte versus Bianca Belair, but, you know, I'm just here so I won't get fined. Well, so that's one of the first things I wanted to talk about going forward when it comes to NXT, which is on right now, and I'm also watching AEW. I'm doing the exact Uh, opposite. I'll probably watch those two, like, tomorrow, which if it's a good game on ESPN, basketball-wise, I'll watch that, then I'll watch wrestling the next day. Ain't, ain't no basketball until um, until this is after today is All Star break. So right now in AEW, they've officially just gone and shown every tag team they got except for Santana and Ortiz at the moment, and let them go at it. We got the Dark Order in there, we got the Bucks in there, we got the Butcher and the Blade in there, we got Angelico and Evans in there, we got SCU in there, we got the Best Friends in there. And then on NXT right now, we got the dream cutting the promo on Roderick Strong wearing purple gloves and rings like the king he is. Yeah, I like what AEW is doing now. Yeah. But um, I didn't know Roderick Strong was with Marina Shafir. I didn't know he was married to her. Yeah, they got a son together. Yeah, because Dream had a call me up Marina on the tights. Okay. He's a uh, He's healing it up right now. But um no. But we know with him, like it's that heel where it's just like he's so bad, but he's good, Pauls. Like it's one of those like it's not like he getting cheap heat. It's, well, he is getting cheap heat don't by doing that, but it's just in a way where it's like it's cool. He a cool heel. Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about actually does have to do with the women's uh wrestling in uh WWE which is they need more programs outside of the title. Like 
out of the title picture. So that means there needs to be programs where there's no title on the line, but there's an actual storyline the way Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai have. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, hey, man, let's keep it a buck. This is essentially what happened with DIY, and DIY got way more acclaim. I mean, they were way more over with Dakota than Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. But there was a moment where it looked like this wasn't going to make an NXT show, like a takeover. Right. And then they did the weird thing where they had Candice LeRae come out, and now they're going to – is it a street fight? Uh, I don't even remember. Tonight with Dakota no, no. Kai and Candice LeRae? No, no. When it's Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai at uh... – Oh, at Portland, takeover Portland? Yeah. It has to be like you can't just have it like a one on one. We did that before, and the build up has yeah. been since elimination, not elimination chamber, but war games. So at this yeah, point, it's a street fight. Yeah, it has to be because we know like uh, with the man of three H's when it comes to these build up and the program prolongs, then he had he has to add a stipulation unless it's Keith Lee and Dajakovic or Keith Lee versus Roger Strong, where it's just like they run the fade three four times over, which is fine. Yeah. Well, the other thing, the reason I say that is because we saw Bianca Belair have like a really, really good um, showing in the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. She eliminated eight people, right? Keep going because you know where I'm about to go with it. Keep going. Um, And then at the end of that Rumble, they had Shayna Baszler come in and immediately eliminate seven people. Now, that wasn't as flashy because Bianca's was a little more varied and versatile in her. So she, her eight looked better than Shayna's seven. But the thing that it hit me was, Oh, she still has to face Rhea Ripley. And I was like, Oh, they're making her look really strong and dominant. So when Rhea Ripley beats her, Rhea Ripley will have a very good win under her belt, which is smart booking. But after that, what are you going to do with Bianca Belair? They using this woman as a scapegoat. I'm gonna keep it a book. It every single time it's time for her to get a shot, she gets a title shot, she's obviously over. And it's just okay, you making her look strong, but then you build her up to put her in these matches against people she obviously should go over at this time. I mean, Rhea Ripley is young, she's gonna have her opportunity, but this is Bianca's Belair, I believe, in the past year alone, probably third. For yes. title opportunity, and it's like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Like, well, and then we saw she was in the middle of that Charlotte and Rhea Ripley promo. It's like, okay, so we know that WrestleMania match that's supposed to, and I know you don't want to do another triple threat, but it's time to somehow give Bianca Belair her flair because, no pun intended, because. She's over. Everybody's paying attention to her. And I mean, she did the promo run. I sent you the video on Twitter earlier when she was next to Adam Cole, who was the NXT world title. So it's like, obviously, they sent her out for promos. This is not the first time she's been sent out when they do the local news channel promos for the show. No, absolutely not. Um, The thing I will say, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. All I was gonna say after that is, and I'm not gonna. Hopefully, you don't lose your thought. Your thought. I'm sorry. She's the most 
right now, she can be the face of NXT far as the women's division. Like Rhea Ripley is still young and she's the champ, yes, but I think it's more marketable to have Bianca Belair for various reasons. But right now, I think you should have her as your number one woman for the marketing purposes. I can see that. There's something to that. Um, Funny enough, I don't disagree with having Rhea Ripley go over Bianca Belair. The thing I I do worry about is, like I said, after this, what is she going to do? She has to get called up. And I don't want her to get called up, but you keep – she's out there. People are paying attention to her. They know who she she is. She's over. And then she keeps losing these title shots. Yeah. It's like, okay, now you got to bring her up. I There's that. There's also the other idea is like, look, because this also happened with another woman in NXT who was very over and is I don't think she's cooling. It's just she has nothing to do, which is Io Shirai. Now, the thing I want to point out is there are a lot of people in NXT who have nothing to do, like absolutely nothing. Like Damian Priest has nothing to do. Dijakovic, I mean, he's going to get this match with Keith Lee, but other than that, he has nothing to do. Um, who else is a good example of this? Uh, uh Killian and Dane, Killian and Dane have nothing to do. Breezango have nothing to do. Kushida has nothing to do. He's facing Adam Cole tonight. But other than that, they have no plans for him. And it seems like they have no plans for him on television. Uh, Mia Yim has nothing to do. Uh, Candice LeRae has nothing to do. These are a lot. These are a lot of people who are very over with the crowd and are well known. And just there's not enough time. Now, one of the things I think you could do, since they're both heels and both have like an attitude, you can potentially do something where you have EO and Bianca become a tag team, and then face the Kabuki Warriors and put them in the tag team division. Like if you're if like, let's keep it a buck. The NXT women's title division is clearly the best division in all of WWE right now. You said title division? I'm sorry, yeah. I misheard you. Yeah. Uh, because they have the clearest title division. Well, like, this this is what I'm thinking about the whole time, and not to cut you off, but I'm, I'm trying to keep my thought going on as you're speaking. My main thing right now is just overall with the company, the promotion, there's nothing for anybody to do. And, I mean, we could wait to talk about that but when we get to Raw, but it's just like you have too many people. Like, they don't need anybody else right now because it's fucking every week it's like, all right, just throw somebody kind of out there. Like, Raw is kind of actually doing a better job in the past couple of weeks. Everybody has kind of agreed for what I said internally about how they're finding stuff for people to do, and the program has actually been interesting. Like when they had Buddy Murphy join the Monday Night Messiah game because they not not, name. not Buddy Murphy anymore is Murphy. Yeah, he his mama calling him Buddy. I'm gonna call him Buddy. All right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. Just like with John. No, your mama calls you Dean Ambrose. I'm gonna call you Dean Ambrose. We don't play them no, games. No, that's fair. Uh, but no, that's all I wanted to get off is like. Yo, man, it's a like 
it's if you if you are in the title hunt or you are in the title you have a title match you got a lot to do otherwise you just over there shrug like you that little terrio gif where he got the cup and he's just looking back and forth <laughs> like what what you want me to say that's hilarious because that's not terrio but they're still hilarious it look like terrio it's terrio that, that'll fit, ever be embedded into vine history or twitter history yeah but that's that that's what uh it is now that's that even with the men's division it's just like okay so Velveteen is back obviously he's going to try to get his american title shot eventually he got to get a main title shot cuz he's been there for about 3 4 years now even though he only 25 years old but it's eventually all right he got he has to get a title shot but they still in NXT, they still have an idea of what we're going to do, or they'll come up with some creative shit. Like, in WWE, all the time, they try to put tag teams together. That'll be a tag team for, like, a month. So, Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode, that's kind of like, yeah, we tag teams, but only when we jump in a bunch of Samoans on SmackDown. Yeah. Well, that's, that's where it gets interesting, because this is where, like, so there's there's these fascinating power trips in WWE. Um in the sense that I mean when it comes to the main roster, I think the funniest power trip to me is just the name changes. Like I said earlier, Buddy Murphy now is no longer Buddy Murphy. He is just Murphy. And this has happened before. Andrade Almas is no longer Andrade Almas. He is just Andrade. Uh who else did that happen to? Remember when Adrian Neville came up and then, then he was just Neville? Uh, the Viking, you know, the War Raiders were the Viking Raiders. Um, you know, this 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 happens quite a bit. And so I think the funniest thing is you can only have two names if Vince really, really likes you. Yeah, and it's not the 80s. We don't need no fucking two names. I don't... This ain't well, the British Bulldog, Macho Man era. No disrespect and God rest to them, but you know what I mean. Like, you don't need the popcorn 80s shit going on. Well, not just that, but you can only have two names if you are if you are well-liked by Vince. Like, Kevin Owens gets to be Kevin Owens. We're not just going to start calling him Kevin. We, uh, Samoa Joe. I mean, his name, you kind of have to keep that. But let's think about other people. Seth Rollins. We are not just going to start calling him Rollins. Roman Reigns. We are not just going to start calling him Roman. Uh, Drew McIntyre. We are not just going to start calling him McIntyre. Braun Strowman is not just Braun. King Corbin is not just Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> like Bobby Roode is not just Bobby. So there, there's a level of uh, of importance in a pecking order here, which is. You will not get your name changed so long as Vince wants to put a belt on you. For the most part. And it and it legitimately him have something to do with you. Have something him wanting to do something with you. Uh the main reason that is, and it's not even because like we don't need two names or this and that, it's because everyone has the nickname. And you want to keep it, you want to keep brevity as long as possible. So you're not getting rid of that nickname because that's the thing that's going to be on the shirts. So Andrade Cien Almas, mm -mm, it's Andrade. 
because the nickname El Idolo. Buddy Murphy? Mm-mm. It's just Murphy now. Because you are the best kept secret. You know what I mean? Now, the weirdest one of all of this is still Shorty G. It's not called for. I was saying it's a, it was to a certain degree it's offensive. That, it's just a bad old joke. And it's just like, dude, once again, it's not the 90s or the 80s. Well, the thing I think was funny about the Shorty G one was like, everybody was like, oh, man, this must mean Vince really likes him and they're going to push him. And he lost on the pre-show to Sheamus at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, man, Sheamus is trying to hold on, bro. <laughs> yeah, Sheamus out there like Mike Tyson after the fight. I broke my back. Yeah, no, nah, like, I hope it don't get to that point where it's just like, all right, he got to get that transfusion if he hasn't gotten it already, like Edge. But you could tell, like, yeah, this shit coming to the end, bro. The moves ain't yeah. Chris no more. No. Now, the one thing I want to do, I do want to talk about that's really, really cool. Um, that's really cool is, hey, man, we got a focused Randy Orton. We have, like, a locked-in Randy Orton. And I, I got a quick question for you. Maybe because I don't know if everybody else knows. I know you know the answer to this. When Randy Orton is locked in and he has a purpose and he likes it and he's focused, how many people are better than Randy Orton? Nobody. Okay, that's that's yep. That's yep. Because with him, when he's playing like this, and this might be a shoot. This might actually be like no kayfabe. This is actually a shoot of who he is. Maybe it's yeah. like dude, when he gotta beat the fuck out of somebody and be sadistic, like he be into it. I'm like, it's yeah, we beating up, and then it's kind of semi legend killer too. Like, I mean, obviously they 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 told him, hey man, just get rid of Matt Hardy. We want his ass to go. Yeah, oh, but like to come back. They they wait for Jeff to come back from a report I read. They like yeah, hey, he can come back. He got two DUIs. He going through a lot. He had that uh, knee surgery or whatever. But they like no, come back. Yeah, no, no. When it come to that, they like oh man. Well, you know, God's working on all of us. Uh, yeah. You know, Jesus ain't done with me yet, with him yet. So um, I think we really need to you know be patient. Whereas Matt, it was like I mean that nigga was ECW champion, but so was Vince. Get them the fuck out of here. Durag. Yeah, Durag Vince. But yeah, they told, but Matt, he can go and I feel bad for him in a way because this has been his career with most promotions. Like he really had to do something to put himself over. Like if it weren't for that edge, even though that was a shoot program, if it weren't for that edge, Lita, Matt Hardy angle, it's not too much to talk about during during the ruthless aggression era that had no end date. They treat the ruthless aggression era apparently after that trailer drop as if it was the Cold War. Like the shit been going on for a while now. We might be still in the ruthless aggression era. Who knows? Yeah. No, it's definitely that. No, we're not in the ruthless aggression era anymore. We, just, I don't know what era we're in. I don't even know if there's such thing as eras at this point because I don't know. For, I don't know. Let me get the bag. That's yeah, I, let me get the bag. That's the air we in. Get the bag. I'm not mad, but yeah, like I think the universe era ended right around the time people actually started paying attention to NXT because I think we are in the I guess the best way to call us is the NXT era. 
I can't even say that. It's what it is. Is I think I used this analogy before. I apologize if I did for any of the listeners. This is the top rank era. I'm gonna call it that. This is Ben saying, "Damn, man, this amateur is cold," or this lower ranking fighter that could potentially be WBC, IBWFA champ, and all that. Yeah, let me get him. Like I'm gonna pay you something, but it ain't gonna be what you worth. That's like, true. I won't promote you, but not really. So Vince is basically on his Bob Arum shit this era. So this might be the top rank era for all those boxing fans. You'll understand that analogy. Yeah. No, that's that's a fair analogy. You know, Vince is very Bob Arum right now, keeping all the money in house. Because he, but, but um, they very good. You know, his eyes were shining. That's only gonna be one day. Not saying because yeah. they're not gonna get three point one million viewers every single weekend. You crazy? No. Well. Are you talking about SmackDown? No, no, XFL. I'm saying right now. Oh. Because that's what's been going on for two years. Since he announced it, the XFL was coming back. We know, like, oh, shit, now he got to get all his money back from that. So it was by all any means because now he got to flip his investment. So what I mean by XFL, because they did good one day, if we know Vince from what we see on TV, it's like when he get a little shine on something that he really – put his heart into it's like the bobby lashley rusev angle it's like no nah, let's run this shit to the ground no i feel you mm. so the xfl because they did 3.1 million views for their first game on saturday he thinks now like shit that's my bread i just worry about that right now and that's what it could be it could be just like he got other priorities because when you were great for so long as something you've been promoting for fucking 40 years 30 some years however long he took over the company from his pops it's like all right bro i want to do something different and maybe this is his cop out he got bruce pritchard and everybody else just all right i'm gonna tell you what to do even though he's there actively like i'm gonna tell you what to do this is how you do it but it could be he hasn't been there and he just falling back on raw because the show has been great you know what he is? What Vince is doing right now? You're doing a David Ruffin. <laughs> you know, ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Ain't nobody coming to see you. He's he like, I'm I'm the star. I'm David Ruffin, and this is the W. I'm Vince McMahon, and this is the WWE. I mean, I'm Vince fair. McMahon, and this is the XFL. It is not fair. just the WWE. They're not because you ought to be fair. They're at an all-time high right now, believe it or not. Like, yeah, I mean, by this ratings bullshit, but man, ain't nobody fucking watching no live TV all the time. We got apps. I'm watching AEW huh. right now on the app. Shouts out to you. So it's like nobody watching like live TV with no goddamn Comcast. Well, it's not just that. It's also just I mean, WWE was gonna be number one because for 20 years they were the only prominent wrestling company on a major cable network yep. like you know new japan was on axis ring of honor you got to do like google search on your tv i don't even know if that's possible oh, shit, we got we got tegan Knox out here you know she got the red and blue van the captain marvel vans on she she really she really about this captain marvel life but um yeah i got a joke for that i'll leave it alone i'm uh I'll probably watch NXT. I'm watching AEW right now. Yeah, I'm so, watching. A- I'm watching both. Um, so here's a fascinating thing because you, 
we talked about this right before we went on the air, which is WWE kind of did something interesting, which is they don't really have necessarily always have rivalries anymore. They just have niggas beefing now. Like, like, Kevin Lashley, the rivalry seems to be done, but they just beefing now. Like, if you see them, you know they don't like they don't like each other. It's on site. The thing is, it's like, you know, okay, so we had the, the promo last week with, you know, the Lana just speaking for last year, which has been happening a lot. It's unfortunate it happened this month, but, you know, and we had Ricochet versus Bobby Lashley on Monday during this month. And I'm like, okay, I see what the angle is here. So this past Monday, it was kind of like they didn't cut it from my memory. Oh, yeah, they did cut a promo. And it's kind of like, bitch, you just keep over-talking me. So where does it go now? Because Rusev just kind of falling back. And he just got thrown into another fucking uh, royal, battle royal. Because they seem to always want to do battle royals at the super shows. Yeah, there's nothing else for them to do. That's what I told you. I said this is just to get Eric Rowan to do something. Yeah. Like, for real, honestly, the match should have just been what they wanted to do, which is just do Andrade versus AJ Styles. You could have just did that. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, get a Middle East something, bro. We can't just, or they just don't care. It's just like I get a chance to see. I got all this money because we know how the bags is over there. I got all this money. I just want to see all the wrestlers, even though they probably tired as a motherfucker. The flight probably got delayed because it's probably going to happen again, especially with the bullshit going on right now. I mean, you know, it's on the different side over there, but it ain't that far away. If you, if you understand what I mean. And then you got these guys on not a private jet, but it'll be probably some type of commercial flight, but it'll be just the superstars on it. So yeah, but a chartered chartered plane. So what happens is it's just in the middle East. They just cater to what they know the people out there particularly want. It's just like, all right, we just want to see all the superstars at one time. And then let's see some legends. Like, why the fuck do I want to see? I'm going to watch it. But why the fuck do I want to see Goldberg hit the fiend with literally five to ten spears and he no sells everything? That oh, I want to see that. Me at all. I want to see that. Because. Oh, bro. Yeah, I, I do. Watch it, but come on, man. I, I want to see that. Just because. Because it's the thing. So if he no sells. Goldberg Spears, what the fuck he gonna do with Roman Reigns Spears if he faces him at WrestleMania, which more than likely is gonna happen? He gonna eat that Superman punch and he gonna get killed one, two, three. Okay, I don't wanna see it no more then. They gotta stop the Fiend shit. No, no. So the Fiend, the fascinating thing about the Fiend is I think we were both on this thing of like when he first won the title, yeah, this was too fast. You shouldn't have did this. This was a bad idea. And look, man, Nothing since then has really worked that well. Nope. Like, let's, let's just be 100% honest about this. Nothing since that with The Fiend has worked that well. And it's not because The Fiend is bad. The Fiend is doing what he does, and he's very good. It's just Vince got a little too excited too fast. It happens. You know, it's, you know, it happens when you get older. It's premature ejaculation. All right, man. 
It's, <laughs> I already know where he was going. I was like, all right. It's just, it's just, it's natural. It's the thing. Like he, he saw the fiend at SummerSlam. He saw him getting over, and he was like, yeah, I got some money off of this because the very next match was him versus Seth Rollins. That was uh, build was him versus Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match, which everybody hated. That it's been a and while it, since the match was hated, other than the Lesnar Vasquez match and a couple other matches on that card. And that damn Hell in a Cell match, bro, that's the first time in a while I've heard people say like that's a horrible match. Well, that's the thing that was fascinating about this. Every the people who really liked it. It was a little short-sighted of you, which I don't blame you for because you only could be in the moment. But it was a little short-sighted because the first thought I had was, where do you go from here? Like, where do you legitimately go from here? Because, like, okay, so the best thing that came out of that was we got a better Seth Rollins character. That's what happened. Maybe that was the method to the madness because I like the fact that he cuts promo saying that or when he started the Monday Night Messiah. This actually helped him more than it helped the Fiend, which is crazy. Yeah, and then you got the Miz and Morrison back together. So if I'm doing my tally, Bray Wyatt is getting everyone over except himself. Like, not that the Fiend is not over, just the idea that the three people who have faced him, well, Daniel Bryan doesn't count because Daniel Bryan is so over no matter what. But The Miz has found a little more direction in his character, and he's back, and he's a heel, and he's better. Uh, Seth Rollins is back as a heel. He has more direction in his character, and he's better. Uh, when So this Goldberg thing, I mean, this does nothing for Goldberg, but it's, it's super showdown. It's, it's a show where it's, it's non-consequential, but they just needed something. And this is the best thing they can do. Now, the funny thing is, I think there's talk of Goldberg actually going over. <laughs> and you're laughing. And I understand why you're laughing. No, no. I, I'll tell you as to why I'm laughing. Bruh, if that happens and we see Rays versus Let. I'm sorry, Reigns versus Goldberg at WrestleMania, which would be fire. It's just, hey, listen. Okay, I was about to say something semi-problematic. Hey, look, that man, I don't know what he's doing. He's doing the taker, except for let me get put over. Yeah. Maybe he's doing the taker this whole time. Now I'm like, I feel like one of those Hotep memes right now. My third eye is opening up and the eye is turning red. Well, I got yep. the Kofi on. Yeah, like seeing maybe, it now. Because everybody is like, oh, if Taker going to come back, I, don't, I really don't want to see Taker. Crib, bro. So, if it's now like Goldberg is actually in that position, but he's like, all right, I'm going to show up, Vince, but I got to go over. Let me get a quick check. Let me go back to do NCISLA or whatever he's doing now. I, I respect the hustle a lot. Well, See, that's that's where it gets uh, compelling for me because, look, man, you don't want spear versus spear. Like, imagine a match where they both go for a spear at the same time. CT. Or imagine, yep, Goldberg that's already knocked. Happens. But imagine Roman go for the spear and Goldberg catch him and then put him in the jackhammer 
one, two, kick out. Hold us. Yes, he can. He can. You got to remember this when it comes. Like, so the thing, the reason I don't have a problem with Goldberg versus the Fiend, because sometimes at its best, wrestling is novelty. Wrestling is novelty. Like it's, yeah, but in those situations, that's when it's like at its purest of novelty. And in some ways, I, I, I really don't mind that. And I'm just looked at NXT right now. We got Gargano versus Cameron Grimes. And I just want to say I'm really glad that we got Cameron Grimes in the position where he needs to be at this moment, which is just losing to better wrestlers. But uh, going back to it, uh, to keep it real with you, that's kind of why. Like, Super Showdown is a gimmick show. It's not a show anyone's taken seriously. We know why they're doing it. It's purely for money. It's purely at, like, Saudi Arabia has a hand in booking this because they want they name the wrestlers they want to see, particularly the big names. Um, and, you know, they try and do certain things. And, look, man, The Fiend won the title in Saudi Arabia. Maybe he should lose it in Saudi Arabia. The only problem is, at this point, when you murdered him and he didn't die, I... Twice I, I, he got killed in the hell of the cell. Did he kill Seth Rollins overseas? Yes, like I, I, I honestly don't see what you can do to him. Like, a, if a Goldberg spear is something that can slow him down, a Roman Reigns spear will murder him. Like he got to explode. Like, like he. I don't mean like that as a euphemism. I mean at WrestleMania when Roman spears him to win the match. It's just he just he's just a, they got to swap him out with a giant stuffed animal and Roman spear him and run through him like the banner at a high school football game at homecoming. That's how it has to happen. And then the bell just got a ring and they'd be like Re- Roman Reigns blew up the fiend. I think so. I really want that, that to happen. It would be great for Roman Reigns legacy, even though that's kind of like at this point, we know he a Hall of Famer. But it would be great because he beat another legend at WrestleMania, being Goldberg. That's true. So that'll work in that instance. And I mean, he's just going to carry the match. We know Goldberg only got two or three spots. Yeah. He's going to take you to the corner and he's going to hit you with that shoulder. He got that spot. He got his uh, go home spot. And Uh, look, man, I I don't need a good. 15 20 minute match out of Goldberg. You Goldberg can give that. me that's what's so great about his WWE stint the second time. They're like, Yeah, we can't do this. Shit. Yeah, a solid seven minutes is good. Uh, just like, spears? Yes. Somebody gonna bro, somebody gonna knock their heads into each other, and this is about to be a it's wreck. it's just wrecking ball versus wrecking ball. Like this is this is two big dudes doing destruction derby shit. Like that's kind of what you got to just take from this when it comes to those two guys and their element at that moment, because you're not going to get a technical masterpiece out of Roman nor Goldberg. So they got to just do what they do best, which is just be athletic and hard hitting. Well, they'll be in Tampa. So, I mean, that, that type of crowd might improve it. Yeah. Uh, and you got to do something to sell more tickets. Cause at this point, you know, I thought about going, but I'm like, nah, I'm good. The only thing I'm trying to go to, and I'm semi borderline about it, is Wale Mania. 
I mean, um, yeah, I was trying to think of what else happened. Oh, I guess we could talk about contracts. Like, we know Matt Hardy's is up. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing because just the thought. That man, like, I'm go. He's been saying he's been going for a while now. I remember, wasn't it a couple months ago? He said, that's the last time you probably going to see me on TV. Then he brought back the Hot Topic shirt. And then yep. now he's like, no, I'm gone. I'm, and then at this point, WWE probably said, okay, bro, go. Go the fuck on. But Jeff, you, nah, you stay. Look. I remember we talked about this. You were like, man, he ain't going to get a better send-off than that. And I was like, look, man, Matt Hardy is one of the greatest uh, wrestlers in the past 20 years. He's put on some of the best matches in the past 20 years, both inside and outside of WWE. He's had phenomenal character work. He's revolution- He revolutionized wrestling in a way and reinvented or showed us a different way to do wrestling with the broken Matt Hardy character and things like the final deletion where he made it so cheesy and so over the top that it was like compelling, <laughs> but he basically made. So it was around 2015, 2016 era where it was like people were becoming famous off IG. He kind of did that in uh impact wrestling. He yeah. And he was where it's like skits and shit like that. And wrestlers were doing that. Yeah. He kind of opened the door for that. Having said that, Matt Hardy was never WWE champion. Matt Hardy never carried the company on his back. He will be most finally known as a... He will get in the Hall of Fame of WWE as the Hardy Boys. I am not certain he will get in as a solo act, even though he probably should. Uh, yeah, but, the things that's got, that have gotten in that shouldn't be there, no disrespect to Brutus Beefcake and other people. Yeah, but... um. The other, the other thing, but that's that's pretty much it. It's like, look, man, uh, you 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 not these other people though. No, you just not, let's keep it a buck. I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not I, trying to diss him in no way. How do I put he's this? Not, he's not his brother. His brother is is definitely one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, I'll put it this way: Tracy McGrady is a Hall of Fame player. No, he's not is a hall of fame player neither of them are the 50 best player are the 50 best players in the history of the nba yeah and the mm-hmm. wwe is kind of like the nba hall of fame they let anybody in and t-mac yeah. is one of my favorite players of all time but he shouldn't be in all the fame and that's crazy to say but but that's well the, to be fair that's the basketball fame not the nba hall of fame but um the other thing that i will Getting back to WWE, when it comes to contracts, I mean, there's clearly the Revival, who we all know are gone. They're not going to resign. Bro, y'all ask. I'm taking a break off social media. Scott Dawson saying, like, bro, nobody give a fuck, bro. Just go to AEW, go where you're going to go, and keep it pushing. But um, now the fascinating one is Rusev. Because like two years ago. Am I correct? Yeah, but the thing about Rusev that becomes, like, interesting is Rusev don't really fit anywhere else. Like uh, can, I can see him working if he decides to work, you know, stiff falls. He could work overseas. He could definitely work in New Japan. Yeah, but I mean, can he? Because he's like, turn that shit up. 
because he's so much bigger than like he's about this like he's he's almost as big as he's bigger than Goto. He's strong enough to mess with Fale and Archer, but he's just not as tall as them. So he fits this weird dynamic where yeah, he could work over there, but he can't be the monster, but he he's not just a regular worker either. <laughs> like AEW hasn't really done much with uh with their big dude. Like you know, Wardlow has yet to really wrestle. Jake Kager is yet to wrestle. The big dudes they got are have a bit of a gut to them. No disrespect to them because they are still good workers. But Rusev kind of only dude, like they kind of wait to my fault cut you off. They got one big dude over there, but they waiting for the you know what I mean the juice to get out the system. Well, yeah, that's Warlord that you talking about, right? I'm talking about Brian Cage. Oh yeah, they got him, but he's yet to debut, and I don't think. He debuts until Revolution, or maybe not until Double or Nothing. <laughs> they gotta listen. They gotta do that Olympic style drug testing, man. Uh, Brian Cage is a very big man. I can't say he does steroids, but he's a very big man. Um, the other <laughs> thing, but yeah, Rus like, where does Rusev go? Where, like, he ain't going to Ring of Honor because ain't nobody going to Ring of Honor. Ain't nobody trying to be booked by Marty Skrull. No, no disrespect. They just can't pay him. And that's where it gets interesting is because, you know, one place where he probably could do well, but it won't be taken seriously. Impact? Nah. NWA power. No, I don't think – he could actually work over there because they got some talent. Like, I just don't watch it because like, I don't know when the fuck it comes on. It's on YouTube. You can watch it whenever. Um, but just um, imagine, okay, think about this. Imagine a promo battle between Rusev and the Pope. Oh, yeah, we did talk about how the – well, you did mention the Pope is over there. Yeah, the Pope is like, oh, y'all need somebody to fill in a position? Like, he definitely yeah. be like, oh, bet, I'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, the Pope is always on call. And you know what the Pope is always good for is he is good for helping someone else get over. He could talk, and I like when he commentates as well. Yeah. So, you telling me the Pope can't get into a promo battle with Rusev and really get Rusev over in power? They would actually have a great program, too. Yeah. Because the Pope is a very good worker. Oh, yeah. No, he was great in ECW. What was that? Was it at WrestleMania where they had – it was WrestleMania in uh, Pontiac, Michigan, if I'm not mistaken, or Detroit? 2000, I want to say seven, where they had it was like ECW old breed versus the new breed. Remember, I think so. One side was Sabu, of course, the god, it was Tommy Dreamer, Sandman, drunk ass, and it was one more person. Then it was the Pope, the dude that played the vampire, Gangrel or Vampiro. No, no, no! It wasn't Van. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't the legends, especially Vampiro. Even though he get a lot of heat in the business, Vampiro still is like one of the greatest workers in the Mexican circuit. I can't say of all time, but we know him from WCW. But, True. No, it was. I, I'll look for it later, and then I'll send it to you. But I remember that the Pope was on that side because when he had that stand with ECW, that's 
of course, the first time we've seen him. Remember, I probably bring him up every week because that's one of my favorite workers ever. Monty Brown was in ECW. Yeah. But he had to leave because of uh, personal reasons. It, it was something. I won't put all his business out, even though you can look it up. It was something to do with his uh, sister. So, yeah. shout no, out I'm to him sure. for taking that responsibility up and her kids. So, that's the only reason why he retired from wrestling. But nah, it, it's uh, it's a wild time, man. Like that's the thing is, like you can see the revival working in ECW. I mean AEW. <laughs> they would have been great in that new ECW. No, they definitely would have. They would have been really good. They would have been just like the Pitbulls. But um, they they were they would have worked really well. They work really well in AEW. You could see Luke Harper going over there and doing some work. Um, don't be surprised if he's the the leader of the the Dark Order because I, I think really, that could work. I really want to see Matt in that position, man. Oh, yeah, like, let him get all the way weird. That's what I'm saying because he's back. You know, he posted earlier today. He's back doing those uh those those videos. He's back doing those videos. So it's like he going somewhere. He's just not gonna sit down anywhere. If he no. becomes the leader of Dark Order, oh no, turn that shit all the way up. And I think well, he, I, 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 was, I was, in that direction. Like he gets yeah. back into shooting those type of videos. So it's a building. Like he's very smart with his marketing. It's like yeah. you like when he was doing when uh his wife was pregnant, like you don't know how it feels to be Matt Hardy. Like he kept going. So he he's smart well, with that. And I think a lot of workers should pay attention to how he do social media because he's the best at social media as far as the workers. Well, it was thing because we thought he had retired because for a while he was working as a producer, and we were like, "Oh, okay, bet." They would just go, "Hey, Matt, wouldn't you like to do something else? You ain't trying to be no producer, man. You like wrestling stuff." After a while, I get, "Oh, just come over here." Yeah, he's like, you know, come on, come, come behind the scene. Wear a suit. Wear a suit. That big ass shopping suit he be wearing. Yeah, you ain't you ain't got to wear you ain't got to wear them cargo pants no more, man. You better than the cargo pants. He really be having. Be you ain't got to wear that velvet t-shirt anymore. He be having the Al Sharpton '95 suit on with the hair. Yeah, he really do. And then why is it always silver? Why does everyone who gets a big ass suit get a silver suit? You talking about specifically with him or just people with big ass suits? Him, him, Lashley. I mean, lastly, a big dude, so it makes sense. He got to get a big suit, hey, but still. Be hilarious on him because you know they fitted. They only can be custom fitted for somebody that's swole. But he just looks yeah. like it's like the same thing with John Cena. Like it gets to a point where you so swole, your clothes don't look normal. You're like, all right, bro, you just look like an action figure. Yeah. Like the cuffs be, like the cuffs don't even be that big. It's just like, all right, bro, the suit is like it look like you got the symbiote on you. Yeah. But the silver, yeah, I think that's the go-to for the tailors. It's like I, I can't, I can't tailor through no other color. Yeah, I don't. You gonna get? Material. Yeah, it's like yeah, you got a big suit, yeah, baby. But it's only these shimmery ones. Like, why do you only have the shimmery suits? Why? You know what it might be too, because imagine somebody got like royal blue on and they that swole, and it's a certain time of the day, like at night or something like that, and you just see them walking. You like, bro. You might get spooked. Like, if there's no lighting, you might be like, bro. It's like a tall ass, swole, blue figure walking around. Yeah, that's true. It can just look like a crayon or something. 
And then for Bobby Lashley, if it's red and you just see the back of the head, you like shit like that. Yeah. I'd be like, damn. <laughs> How did his neck get that dark? You got the reverse Sammy Sosa. Suge Knight and Bobby Lashley should be a tag team. I'll book it. Nah, you know it'd be the fire tag team? Suge Knight and Bad Luck Fale. Bro, so you just want people to die. Yes. Yeah, like literally somebody going to die or they going to kill each other. That, that's two bad tempers. That's true. Like, so it's, it's going to get bad. You know what? Fuck it. When Suge get out on the work release program, he should work for New Japan Pro Wrestling. As work for hard. Because they work they work like death row people in the sense, like, we don't really give a fuck and we got a good product, but in the long run, we might suffer mentally somehow. So that's what New Japan workers are. They ex-death row workers. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? Um, it's not too much going on. I like what's going on with AEW right now. They just kind of like, all right, it's quiet. I'm watching uh, Nyla Rose go over. Yeah, they, I'm they watching. They are paying to stake women's division now. Yeah, they are. They they're they're making the effort. They realize uh, while Riho is very well loved, she can't be there week in week out. So they need a champion who could be there week in week out. At this moment, it makes sense to put it on Nyla Rose. Like, uh, it'd be interesting. Is yeah, because all right, I'm watching it too, and we're gonna see if she go over right now. She's doing the power bomb, bang. That's got to be it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually. Yep. And the crowd seems to really be into it. So, uh, well, we need somebody because uh, Karma's she's out. She about to film the last season of the Glow. Yeah, yeah, she's she's you know they they blew up the nightmare collective already. Which <laughs> I, bro, I saw that, I'm like, hey man, this is kind of problematic in a way. I just really like the idea of all the black women going out there cutting the white women's good hair and then being like, yeah, if you want to join us, you got to cut off your good hair, baby. You think Ted Turner finally watched this shit and said, hey man, that's not gonna happen? Nah, AT and T watched this and. It- we are a communications company. What message are we sending right now? They got to get a bigger belt for Nyla, though. I'm not body shaming. It's just it doesn't make sense to have a belt that small when it comes to your women's workers. Because <laughs> you see how she cared? Yeah. It looked like a toy. I thought it was one the whole time. I'm like, damn, they must have lost the regular one. Like, the Big Show has held a title in WWE before, and it does not look like a toy in his hands. Yeah, I'm like, bro, she carrying around the toy belt. She carrying around with them, them KB toy joints with the star. Yeah. Ball. Yeah, she looked like she got that on Amazon. Yeah. But, <laughs> I was about to say Amazon actually got the authentic ones, I think. The $200, $300 joints. Yeah, I know they got them, but they also got those styrofoam ones that is just like painted on. Yeah, I had one of those. I had the WWF at the time world title. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, no. Both shows are doing some interesting things. The one thing I will say is 
So when it comes to NXT and AEW, both of them are just like, you know what? Fuck a squash match. Like, there is no such thing as a squash match between uh, those shows. No, it's so this is my first time in probably two, three weeks. I want to say I watch AEW, might be longer than that. Like, I've been watching more so NXT when I get a chance to watch it. And I mean, it's saying song and dance, which is not really a bad thing, you know, Jericho carrying the promotions and it's just like that's all I can really say. It's like the same thing. I don't mean still young company. We keep forgetting or some people keep forgetting they only been on TV for about a year. Hell, it hasn't even been a year yet. They've been on TV. But far as like pay-per-views and stuff, it's been about roughly a year, right? Yeah. Yeah, they announced uh, AEW about a year ago. Uh, Double or Nothing will be the official one-year anniversary of their first ever show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking it was like 2018 for some reason. I'm like, 2019 went by so fast, and shit, this year already going by fast. And then, yeah. I mean, you know, people say that often, but shit. Yeah, we are at uh 58 minutes. Okay, we'll keep going, and if it cuts off, then we'll we'll just continue from there. So I'll just keep talking about AEW just in case. Yeah, but not. Other than that, like, so AEW has some interesting flaws, and the thing about this is, I'm kind of over talking about companies. Like, I know we just spent the whole episode talking about their flaws. That's some of those are okay. The one, the one that I find concerning is WWE has to figure out. Oh, Jericho looks amazing right now. <laughs> the bandana around his neck. Yeah, and he got amazing. the arm, the hands folded. And then you see the jacket with the taco meat showing. Yeah, I think yeah. he's trying to take this Puerto Rican thing too serious. Yeah. I, I like this, though. They don't Jericho. have Heath doing shit, right? No. Yeah, like, he really just not. Because when uh, and, I thought he was going to jump in with Dustin, he really not doing shit. Wasn't they Jeff Cobb with uh, New Japan? Hmm? Jeff Cobb. Yeah, he with Ring of Honor, I think, right now still. You you'll see. I'm I'm ahead of you, so that's why I gotta relax. Okay. I was trying to use the app, but for some reason the app wouldn't work. I had to and let's just keep talking. Let's just do Cheffa, just in case it does cut off. And then yeah. we just pick up from there. This this actually does work out uh-huh. best. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we still going, baby. Okay, um Nah. One of the things that, like, I know, so other than really WWE has to figure out a way to get their more women's programs on television because you can't have that many hours of wrestling and have one women's program per match, per per show. Like, the Kabuki Warriors are tag team champions. And they were fodder until they could get to Becky versus Shayna. You could have put Sarah Logan in that. You could have put Natalia there. You could have put a whole bunch of people there in the way of that. But you didn't do that. Oh, I guess AEW does have Jeff Cobb now. Yeah, I swear he was in New Japan, but you're right, ROH. 
same thing we said before, man. Like, eventually, RL is going to be like, you know what, bro? Fuck it. Y'all go ahead on. We're going to give y'all information over to EDD. Y'all file for unemployment. Do what you need to do. Yeah. Because people, I don't, well, I can't even say that because they got Marty. So, my main thing is right now, like, apparently they have money. If they pay him all that money, let, let him do creative direction. So, yeah, I'm gonna keep saying it. I'm gonna, I might say it every episode, and I think I damn near say it every episode, man. Free the Briscoe brothers, free Jay Lethal, free Kenny King. Yeah, I feel that. Like, I'm adamant. I've been adamant about this for like a year or two now, man. I want Jay Lethal and the Briscoes to go somewhere better. They don't even have to go to WWE because you know what we say, like, bro. They're going to be underutilized. Just go to AEW. Go somewhere else. Like, of course, you don't want to do that whole – because you're already indie, so you can just – you're used to it. Like, if you work with AEW, then, you know, you can work with other promotions such as New Japan. But I think at this point, it's like, fuck, I don't want to take that flight to get my head knocked in. Well, it's, it's not just that, but, like, AEW has seemingly at this point proven, like, not only are they going to be around – just because of ratings, because they're they're back to doing better than NXT in the ratings. Yep. The the other thing is they are they they seem like unfazed by what WWE does. And, and I say that to say to be like that was yeah, the I, same thing I said. Go my fault. Go ahead. No, I say that because un- outside of Cody taking his little shots. They really just kind of ignore them. Like, you can see where they both try things that the other has done. Like, um, the main roster stuff has gotten, the wrestling has gotten a lot better. And that's just because, look, man, I think Vince has thrown aside this idea of, like, anything else. Like, I think he realizes that the the thing that's driving whether people buy the network or not is how good the television product is. Because the television product is not on the app. It is not on the network. Once the network, once you see the television product good, you're like, oh, okay. Right, let me go check these reruns of the app. I mean, uh, these reruns on the network. And then I can see rewinds of SmackDown and rewinds of Raw and rewinds of NXT and wonder, oh, okay, this is very good. This is very good. Having said all that, I think AEW has done more story stuff than they necessarily wanted to. And that is because they're realizing just being a wrestling program can only so far, bro. Like, we got to have something to care about. Like, even in sports at this moment, we have storylines. We care about these things. Like, you know, the Super Bowl happened. And we wanted to see Patrick Mahomes do this. So that's kind of what it is with them is that they realize, okay, we got to have angles. We got to ha- actually have these angles. We can't just be going out here, just throwing the best against the best and hoping people just rock with it. <laughs> Cause everything is an angle. Now. Everything is an angle. And that's good. But um, 
every time you you remember, I mean, obviously, Bad Boys 2, do you remember every line or the most important scenes? Yeah. Every time I see MJF, I just think about Reggie. What you, 15? Motherfucker, look 35. Look 30. Yeah, motherfucker, you look 30. That's every time I see MJF, I just think about that line. Yeah. 23? Motherfucker, you look 33. Yeah. Like, if you want to ever get a kind of a laugh, just remember that MJF and Velveteen Dream are the same age. MJ, I do the same thing with Dream. I swear up and down, he's 40. That's David Ruffin right there. Yeah. And both of them, I think, are a year younger than Leo Rush. Yeah, Leo is 25 now, but Leo looked yeah. like he's 18. Yeah. So I don't know. But and yeah. But yeah, I swear up and down. I say the same thing to Velveteen. To yeah, the day. first time the yeah, first time I saw Leo, I, I was gonna call child protective services and I was like, this is wrong, WWE. Well, see, I don't know if that's a shot at his height or what, but no, that's just the way he is how young in the face he looked. Plus, he didn't have that much facial hair, so he was very naked in the face. <laughs> He's trying to grow a little something, you know. Them yeah, yeah. I, I know now, but when he first showed up, when he had the blonde hair, he looked very naked in the face, and he's very tiny, and that's just his body type. I'm not saying he should do anything more, but it was concerning. I was like, oh, are we hiring 14-year-olds out here? I know they do that in Mexico. I know that's when race started, but, you know, we, we can't do that in wrestling. You can't Canelo everybody. Yeah, bro, Ray, did he get that surgery? That everybody was getting in Europe. How is his knees maintained? I know he said he was doing a DDP yoga, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Because well, he's probably doing that after all these years and putting on the matches he he's doing. It's crazy to say Ray Mysterio is 45 years old. Yeah, like that's yeah. some crazy shit to say. Like time yeah. is undefeated in that sense. Yeah. Like, damn. You Ray know what? We we missed an important thing. Of who should have faced uh, the fiend at Super Showdown, and I can't believe I missed it. I feel bad now. It should have been Cain Velasquez. <laughs> like it totally should have been Kane. I'm legit. Uh, you actually got a pop out of me. Like I'm legit laughing, bro. Like I'm really thinking about this now, and I'm like, okay, no, his. Speaking of bad knees, babe, bruh, that man was walking like how they say Zion walk, like the mega megazord from Power Rangers. That's that yep. guy King was walking. Yep, he was. No, against break. Come on, bruh. No, let it happen. Because no, the thing is, so break gonna be no selling, and then every single walk Kane take, he gonna be selling. Yeah, I know. I know. He can't help I know. But do it. Like, he's going to be in pain. Like, we don't want to see that shit. At this yeah. point, listen, fuck it. Put King Corbin versus Bray Wyatt. The promo is going to be entertaining. I promise you that. That's about all that's going to be entertaining. Um, and Roman Reigns deserves to go against uh, whoever, whether it be Goldberg or Bray Wyatt. This dog oh. who shit, still cage mess shit with King Corbin. All right, bro. That's enough. Yeah. This, this, this is what I wanted to, like, this is what I wanted to do. Is is everybody who talked about Corbin being a good wrestler all of a sudden ready to apologize to me? Who said that? 
I gotta do like that meme. Who said that? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not just talking about you because I saw a lot of people on Twitter, and I have been the only one consistently telling you that is not a testament to him. That is a testament to the people he works with. Because no, I think I talked about it too. I said he's not bad, and you was like, okay, no, yeah, I did say that too. I'm not saying he's not bad. He's not bad. I think he just works the WWE style. A lot of people work different styles. You know that as well. So he's also a product of the performance center. That's all no. he really is. He's more so a product from that. No, all I mean by this is. When I say that, all I mean is, and let's be, let's keep it a buck. He's getting over this far because a he's good on the mic, but also he's tall. Like let's, he's tough. If Baron if Baron Corbin was five eleven, he would not be this prominent, prominently featured. If it he would was actually the, make him better. No. It would actually put him yes, it would it would actually put him over more as a heel if he was shorter. No, but his I'm talking about his in ring workability. He would actually probably be better too in that sense. No. No. If no, no, he no. was six two, I think he'll be better. No, no. The no, height no, no, probably no. takes away because he doesn't work a big man style. That's probably the main thing. He doesn't That's, work a big man style because they don't no. have too many trainers that know how to and I wouldn't say that because that's me shooting on the trainers, and I'm not trying to get heat in that way. I feel like it's just more so they don't have too many big men in this area, period, enough to teach him how to work against smaller people because, in a sense, he is a he's a big man, Pauls, but he's not like the, the Kings in a way where they can work with other big dudes, if you understand what I mean by that. And then the big shows, that just that's once in a lifetime, once in a blue moon where we got somebody that tall and in that weight stature. Let, let's keep it a buck. His athleticism is not at the level where he can work with little guys or big guys in that way because. Well, the only big dude that really had that athleticism was Undertaker King. Yeah, I'm not even talking about that level of athleticism. Like, look, man, Braun ain't a world-class athlete, but he has gotten himself to a level and trained at a level where he can work with little guys. He knows how to do it. He also knows how to work with big guys because those matches he had with Lashley were very, very good. Uh, so, mean, like, I can't say the matches with Shinsuke because that's like that's a given with Shinsuke yeah. or Greg just because it's him. But no, this is what I'm saying. Like, if I put Braun versus Keith Lee, it don't matter who over, it's going to be a good match. If I put Keith Lee versus Corbin, I'm worried. No, I think that'll work too. Nah, it's the same thing I've always said about Corbin matches. When he don't go over, they don't slap the same. <laughs> you know why? Because he does not know how to make someone else look good while he's winning. It's not. So I think that's, let, let's put this in perspective. I think this is what separates superstars from just stars. Because it's a lot of people that could put somebody else over and make it great. And then there's a lot of other people that just like, we get this work work. So in a sense, and we hear all the old heads, how they talk about the business now, where if we want to talk about how their the kayfabe is, they just don't, they all kind of sound the same, which is true. And everybody's cutting the same promo. And in a sense, that's the working style as well, because 
everybody came from just one territory or one program of how to work for TV instead of being worldwide. And that's not not goddamn. It's like hell. If they call you, they call you. But yeah. you don't get to learn different styles. And no. I remember Chris Jericho saying that years ago. So in the case of Corbin, <laughs> it's probably because, and I don't know too much about his background. I feel like he kind of just got called up a little early just because he's an ex-football player and most and then it goes back to that too. Most ex-football players don't turn out to be like great workers. No. Like 99% of the time, except for like God rest his soul, Leon White and uh what's the name from the Four Horsemen WCW that played with the Giants? Mongo? Uh, yeah, Mongo. Mongo was terrible. Mongo was all right. No, he I know what you mean. He had a little bit he had a couple spots that was good. I can name some some football players that turn out to be good workers. Go ahead, because I'm trying to think of some too. Because they're not Ron Simmons over exaggerating. Ron Simmons, Brock Lesnar. Well, Brock Lesnar uh, overall. Well, Brock Lesnar did wrestle, so there's that. Roman Reigns, The Rock. These are guys who played football and were good workers. Yeah, that's why I said I had to take back what I just said. The '99 yeah. is a little over exaggerated. Yeah, but it's a like, lot that come in, and then it's just like we work a certain style. But I could say the same thing. I wouldn't say mixed martial artists because other than Tank Abbott back in the nineties, I can't remember anybody else that came from mixed martial arts that was like Ken Shamrock was good. So and it was like Ken Shamrock, Tank Abbott back in those days. Now it's like Matt Riddle, fucking John Jones come over. First of all, I'll be scared if he come over because. He probably not gonna know the difference between a shoot and a work. Well, not just that, but like, like uh, WWE signing a bunch of UFC guys proves to be an interesting thing, is because we've seen John Jones beat the shit out of twenty something people. And that's what I'm worried about mostly because not saying he, he he crazy, but I don't think he has. Lack of common sense at all. He's crazy as hell. But my yeah. thing is, if somebody beside decide, which these workers today, today they're not gonna potato you and all that shit just because they don't come from that school, and that's fine. That's perfect. We don't need that. They just a bunch of nerds, which is good. That's why now the gates are more open for any type of athlete or anybody that just decides to get in pro wrestling. This is the time now because it's not like the old days. When that fucking Hollywood blonde jabroni Hulk Hogan came up and his trainer was a Japanese man, forgot his name, and you got to literally do 1,000 squats. Yeah. No, that's true. So that's now true. it's opened up. So I don't think anybody in their right mind with potato, John Jones, just because we're not in that era. But my main thing, and this just to talk about him, because I'm very much interested in seeing him in the WWE. My thing is, and I said to you, off air, and I'm gonna say here, keep that same energy you do for Brock Lesnar, where this motherfucker is just beating people because he got a better record at Brock Lesnar and it's John Jones. Yeah, fam. I don't even watch UFC. You know, I don't really fuck with it. But when John Jones come on, it's like bet. No, I feel you. Uh, I think that's a good place. Uh, we haven't done this in a minute, which is the kayfabe champions. 
I have two. Go ahead. Okay. This uh, this hurts. This hurts because you know I like these two people, and but I gotta give it to them. My kayfabe champions are, and for reasons I'll say the reason too, is Jay Z for, <laughs> for, the the initiate change stuff, and it is Snoop Dogg for being sensitive about the Gail King, Lisa Leslie interview. Absolutely, because. The only thing I said, you saw what I said on IG. I was just reposting what Freddie Gibbs was saying because I thought it was hilarious. And it was like, not hilarious, but it was true. What are you saying? And those are his words, not mine. Same thing with Snoop. It's like, bro, you know, it's the same thing. It's what you said. It's like sensitive subject, everybody calling their feelings. It's just with me, it's just like, all right. With me, I just ignore the bullshit. But, yeah, Snoop was kind of wilding with that one. Well, there was that. And so – he was talking about the level of disrespect and I can make the argument that what Jay-Z did with the initiate change thing is way more disrespectful to Colin Kaepernick than what Gail King allegedly did to Kobe Bryant. And I don't even think Jay-Z is like did that purposely to disrespect Kaepernick. I just think this initiate change thing and this partnership with the NFL has not progressed in the way that I think he thought it would or it would be received in the way he thought it would in the sense that they showed two commercials during the Super Bowl about supposedly like police and community relations and we only saw the community. We never saw any police in that so it almost makes it seem like the community is the problem not the police. That's the first issue. The other issue was him him and Beyonce sitting down and then pretending like it wasn't a protest. Like, look, man, you either down with it or you're not. You can't keep doing this both sides thing. But uh and if you choose if you choose if you if you choose the to like okay, we passed the Kaepernick thing, okay, fine. That's cool. If this is the, the platform you want to die on, that's cool. But just take that side, man. Take that side because you know, I, I don't there. I think there is some good he can do in that. I think there is some outcome, some good positive outcome that could come of that. I I just don't think it can come when he's trying to insinuate that a commercial and a program initiated by himself and the NFL is equivalent and akin to the protest that Colin Kaepernick doing because the moment you have permission to do stuff and the moment things are checked and balanced and regulated that immediately negates it from being a protest so it is not protest what he is insinuating even though he tried to say it what it really is is what he's what the program is it's an initiative and that is fine just keep it going now i don't mean i know you got stuff to say but the snoop dog thing so keep it a buck. Snoop Dogg was just in his feelings. Snoop Dogg was in his feelings and all this and that. And he went out and he started saying a bunch of wild shit. Now, the thing that became problematic, there's a couple things that was problematic about this. The main thing that was problematic for me was you were saying that a black woman is trying to tear down a black man while you are 
in fact, tearing down two black women. Yeah, I get two black women. Shit, man. After a while, you just you know what I hate when that shit happens. Just say, man, let we know the color of each individual that stays this 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 crazy shit. If you disagree with it or not, stop saying black women tear down black people or we tear down each other. Just shut the fuck up and just aim at the person and put the color aside. There's that. The other thing is to insinuate that Gail King and Oprah are trying to tear down black men one by one is foolish because let's keep it a buck. If it wasn't Gail and Oprah doing that Russell Simmons documentary, or if it wasn't Dream Hampton doing that R. Kelly documentary, none of them niggas was going to do it. All the niggas who sided with Snoop, they wasn't putting up the money to do Surviving R. Kelly. And then, not to interject, but I just want to get this point out. It's like, bro, she not tearing down every fucking black man, bro. It's three. Particularly one. She was aiming at Bill Cosby. Nasty ass. And Bill Cosby don't fuck with you either, Snoop. And I'll never fuck with Bill Cosby, even before I heard this as a teenager. Me personally never fuck with Bill Cosby. I ain't watched that show. So it's not every single black man. There's that. This motherfucker. I like what 50 Cent said, but I'll let you go. Go ahead. Well, was I've heard Snoop say it. I've heard 50 say it. And the thing is, if they legitimately have concerns about um, why hasn't there been a Harvey Weinstein documentary, I think the thing is there have been two. They just haven't gotten a major distribution yet. The other thing is, if if they if they genuinely had care for this, they both have enough money. Fifty Cent has enough credit as a TV producer now, where they could get something done. They could put some money behind this and get something done. But they got they don't really care about Harvey Weinstein. They just want Oprah and Gail to shut up. That's really it. And as well too, that. You can't get that shit out for many reasons involved that I don't need to get into, but you know what I'm saying. This dude well, is one of the most prominent producers in Hollywood history. Well, not so just that. Who you going to talk to to get the distribution for it? You going to go overseas? He got the overseas market as well. Well, not just that. Productions. Most of the movies look, have been nominated for Oscars. Not, it's not even just that. It's just like, look, man, we're talking about why Oh, they only care about when it's black men. They don't care about when it's white men. Uh, there are a few people who have worked with Weinstein who are hip hop artists. There are several hip hop artists who, after the R. Kelly tape came out, some of whom admitted to watching the tape, still did songs with R. Kelly. Yep. So that shit, remember that shit was like at the swap meet. That shit was just everywhere being rotated. With a yes, motherfuckers yes. at the barbershop. Yes, but the thing was, we all knew he did it. We all knew he did it, and we still didn't. So, where's the great the thing, Chris Rock? What Chris Rock say, bro? So it's your award. That's you. Yeah, but the thing that I think becomes an issue is, yeah, man, n- nobody really is trying to hear about like. Nobody's really just here. The, okay, so here's the the most fascinating thing about all of this is the idea of defending Kobe. And if you want to come from the, the guys of like Vanessa is hurting right now and this and that, I understand that. That part I understand because that's not how Vanessa would like to remember her husband or the father of her children. But hold on. 
the most fascinating thing about it is so when it came to the Colorado incident, the reason Kobe apologized, and I think a lot of people have said this, is because he recognized that at a certain point, that while it was consensual for him, at a certain point during the act, it was no longer consensual for her. Thus, he apologized for that. Because, I mean, you know, there are a lot of dudes who ended up in that situation. Kobe is one of these guys where if he messed up, he'll cop to it. Yep. Now, yeah, so that's all I got to say is that the Snoop thing was him being just way too sensitive and in his feelings. And the Jay thing was just, it hasn't panned out the way I think he'd hope. I hope it turns out to be something. I hope he stays at it because maybe he can do some good here, hopefully. But when it comes to Jay's situation, I don't think it's going to change until billionaires give a damn. The owners give a damn, and they clearly don't. I think Roger Goodell cares more than the owners do. Yeah, so I'll piggyback off those because right now I'm thinking of a KFA champion. I really don't have one at this particular moment, but I'll go back to that. So real quick with I'm done talking about, and I really don't, you know me, like I really don't have too much insight about what gets people upset. And I say what I say when I want to say it, particularly about something that just happened in the world. Like I haven't really spoken about the Kobe thing because not because I'm hurt from it. I, in a way I am, but it's just because how I harness my feelings is I shut the fucking keep going. And maybe that's not healthy, but I handle things in life way different from everybody else as most people should. And I don't need to get on social media. It's like Floyd said when I was listening to him on the drink shows. He was like, I don't need to just hurry up and post something. And he was close to Kobe. I don't need to hurry up and get on social media and say what I need to say for recognition. Like, I don't need to do that. So that's why I haven't really particularly talked about it. I just showed highlights and stuff like that. But, yeah, people were upset. So the whole thing is I had in my mind was – what 50, I like what 50 said during the interview, when during his press run, how he said it, because he's always sort of been smart with what he says in the media. He's one of my favorite people when it comes to the media. I might not agree with what he says, but he really knows how to get his point across and sound intelligent. So when he basically talked about how, and we don't need to get into it about how the court system and everything like that, I was like, okay, that makes more sense. He sounds more in his mind where Snoop is just coming from a place of I'm, I'm hurt. I'm angry. Shut the fuck up, bitch. And it's like, nah, we, we don't need to do that right now. So that's all it is with me. And it's kind of like, all right, man, everybody's just kind of relaxed. So with Hove, I'm, I'm bringing it back to Joseph. With Hove, it's just like, man, this is, this is how, you know, this dude is a great, because he knows when to be a heel and when to, and when to be a baby face. And to be honest, more so in his career, he's been a heel. He's just never, yeah. he's never got heat from certain things. I think now this is the most heat he's gotten probably ever. Yeah, probably ever. Well, he's getting heat because it's just, it's a field that I don't think in this particular realm, he's quite comfortable with and i think people are cynical and they just think he's doing this to own a football team which 
I don't know. I can't nah, speak to that's that. That's not going to happen. And he, <laughs> this is how you know life is a monopoly because I read somewhere, and that might be my KFAM champion of the week being Bill Gates. This man bought, correct me if I'm wrong, a $347 million yacht. I think it's more than that, uh, actually. I might be saying yeah. short. Incorrect. He did. It was a $645 million yacht. And he did not buy it. But the idea, the idea that, like, I think Bamani Jones brought this up. The idea that you could, like, just make a $600 million yacht to sell to an individual, not a company, but an individual. Yeah, it tells me, like, man, a lot of y'all should be voting for Liz Warren to tax these billionaires because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah, he said. Who just and the fact that he just had the money just to buy that lets you know, like yeah. The thing is, you could just say six hundred. I'm saying three hundred forty-seven million dollars. I cut him short by three hundred mil. It's still insane yes. to say it's individuals on this planet walking around that. You know what? I got six hundred forty-seven. Bet, bruh. Yeah. How the fuck nope. do you even fathom me your mom oh. buy something for that much? And yeah. I'm gonna be straight. Jeff Bezos. The richest man, I think, on the planet, worth $127 billion. He just bought an estate out here in Cali for $127 million? I don't know. So All I can say. $117 million. I'll, I'll send it to you, but uh, it's the most expensive estate, I think, in America, period. I think the thing that becomes the most fascinating to me in this uh, – situation is this is another since we're talking about this and capitalism in general i think the most fascinating thing and this might be another kfa champion is the cat the academy awards for giving it's parasite the oscar. well for giving parasite the best picture oscar not because they deserve it because i do think they got that right parasite was my favorite movie from last year absolutely that and book smart book smart was know, not even a movie buff like that to a certain extent like i'm probably gonna get back on that train but it's just like I watched Parasite, and you know I like to be a hater at times. I like to get heat in that way. I was like, I wasn't putting it over. I was no selling it for like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. I'm like, nah, nah, this this ain't it. And then I start selling, like I start overselling to a bit after a minute. I was like, oh yeah, this this movie fire as hell. Yeah. Um, the reason I say that is because Parasite is clearly a movie talking about how. The only way you can even have a good life is to basically surround yourself by rich people and hope that you get their crumbs. And that movie won Best Picture, right? So people who presented and won awards and were nominated at the Academy Awards got to take home gift bags that were worth a estimated total of about $225,000, $250,000 worth of gifts. Yep. Like, uh, most of the motherfuckers can pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I ain't, I ain't tripping on the people who want best short film. Yeah, they deserve that. They ain't got the money like that. Let them get them bags. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to sell it. You sure? They might yeah, go man. in a weird underground sex dungeon. Most of those producers. No, nah, I'm talking about the people who do short films. Like oh, the no, actors. No, 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 if I was there, hell, if I'm the director from Parasite 
and I got to see that movie he did with uh, Captain America, Chris Pratt. Oh, Snowpiercer? Pratt, it's I'm fire. Sorry, uh, Chris Evans. Yeah, the, the director of Parasite did that movie, correct? Hey, they got, not to interrupt you, they got Tommaso Ciampa doing a promo in a community college classroom right now. That's hilarious. I'm still watching AEW because I'm John Moxley. I know he got his eye knocked in, but the fact that he's a pirate and he's going against what's his name from LAX is hilarious. They yeah. they're not gonna call him LAX 2.0. They're just gonna ride with that LAX thing, right? Yeah, he's calling them Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, because it's like it, it, it's borderline problematic to call them LAX because I know somewhere Homicide and Hernandez are just like that's some bullshit, especially Homicide. Yeah, but I just love the fact that Jericho out here looking like a true Puerto Rican, like a white Puerto Rican right now. No, that shit is hilarious. He look, he actually looked good. Like he, yeah, he looked like a cocaine dealer. That's what's, maybe that's why he looked like that. Like I'm like, damn man, he don't look big. You know what they got to do? Slim down. If if he really want to get this out, they got to get him in the white pants and the white shoes. You know what's crazy? I want him to keep the title even longer. Just because it's it's not Philly. Like, that's how you know you a legend. Because it's like, I thought the shit would be, like, to a certain extent, over with the whole gimmick. Even though it's not a gimmick. This, I think that at this point, it's a shoot that this is Chris Jericho to a certain extent. But all, like, kayfabes are, are supposed to be you just turned up a notch. And I think that's going back to what I talked about earlier as far as, like, working style and you know, overall characters, it's just people aren't themselves turned up to 10. That's all you need to do. The Rock was turned up to 10, et cetera, et cetera. I think the only person that really embodies that is Sasha Banks. Yeah, Sasha Banks, who is one of the greatest workers of all time. I've been adamant about that since 2016. I'm standing on that. And she got to get better. Like, I think her uh, knees are bad or something right now. She's been bad since Hell in the Cell. Yeah. But she... They might as well just put... uh, They might as well put Moxley in the Mankind mask. He said what? They might as well put Moxley in the Mankind mask. That would be hilarious. The the pirate, he should go full pirate gimmick. Well, I mean, yeah, just still Kyrie Sane gimmick completely. But, uh... The Kabuki nah, are, Kabuki I, I, are definitely one of the best things in WWE, hands down. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But the other thing is, look, man, Moxley going to win the title. <laughs> because I, I'll leave it off air, but you know how I feel. I know how you feel. Because the only other thing I can see is, like, who who's going to win in that double or nothing? Like, <laughs> the only other person I can see winning it at this moment and that would make sense is when you go back to All Out and you let Kenny Omega win. Yeah, did you see him with... Uh, with Paige? No, no, no. Uh, I just... The one that just won the uh, women's title. Oh, Nyla Rose? Yeah, like, they got him doing backstage promos. And it's... Well, they treat I know... Kenny Omega, I know he's... Like, every time I, I know he's one of the... He's probably like, damn, I should just take that WWE bag. Well, I know he's one of the bigger advocates for the women's wrestling. Like, he's the one that wanted to sign Big Swole. He's the one that wanted Nyla Rose and Riho and all of them. Like, I know he was, he was, he's the biggest advocate for that between the elite, at least uh, publicly. 
not that any of the other guys are against these women's workers, but I know he's the one that's been like, like when Big Swole had her match, he was the one to come up and congratulate her and let her know, like, hey, we want to sign you completely. Shouts out to him. Yeah. So I think I think that's why he's the one that's doing it. I think he's been the most involved with that. With that. And it's the same reason uh Patterson and Finley said they like working with the women more now. Is because the women actually listen. <laughs> Not all the time, but they take, you know, they take certain things that they say like, oh, that's a good idea, and they'll actually do it. Did they find out who uh Ember Moon was talking about? Nah, but I don't even really care. I care to a certain extent because it goes back to what you just said, especially because it's harder for women in the business because, I mean, the incel fans and politics are still back in the 1960s because it's like a bunch of older white dudes, not particularly in AEW, but, you know what I mean, just in the business overall. Not shouts out to NWA, but we know the vibes. So it's just kind of harder for them to get over in general. But I would like to know, not for the T, but just in general, who uh, is that woman she was talking about? Because we talked about it, and we don't need to get into it here, but you kind of brought up the list, and I was like, okay, maybe this person, maybe this person, but yeah. yeah no. Anybody want to – I mean, it goes back to – And the thing about it – All great players need to be coached. And the thing about it that she said, it's not that they didn't want to do it. It's just that it sounds like they were just tired. Like, there was a lot – happening in that um in that in that moment and i think they were just tired yeah like, it, it comes down to well yeah well professional athletes particularly wrestlers more so than basketball players we know they have bad sleeping schedules like basketball players talk about it all the time like you got to find rest i think with yeah. Pro wrestlers because you're on the road so much. If you're in the WWE, you're on the road so much and you got to do autograph signings. They still do the old school autograph signings, in store appearances, but you got to get the merch off somehow. That's how, you, especially if you get a percentage off your merch, you might want to show up. Then if you're the champion, you got to show up on TV and radio. So yeah. it's like maybe they was tired from that or it's just the conditioning as well because it takes a lot of conditioning, particularly in those matches when. And that's what uh, Taker talked about, too, about everybody's kind of worried about doing a front flip, getting a spot off. And that's well, really where we at right now because, hell, the heavyweights are actually cruiserweights. Well, the thing was, last year it was Zia Lee, It was Kyrie. That year that uh, Emery was talking about Lee, it was Kyrie Sane. It was Candice LeRae. It was Casey Catanazaro, Io Shirai, and Rhea Ripley. Those are the ones, and she was saying one of them just didn't want to work. And okay, so we we kind of at this point, I'm I know who she's talking about at this point. I'm just taking a guess because most of those people, except for Rhea Ripley, are seasoned vets, especially the yeah. Japanese workers. Like they don't no, nah, they don't, Japanese workers don't play that shit just because they come from that. We we talk about it all the time, and it's real. It's a shoot like. Japan workers, they come from a certain line of training where it's 100% discipline. Like, it's, yeah. it sounds like a stereotype, but it's fucking there. Yeah. I just talked about earlier how that Hollywood blonde jabroni Hulk Hogan's trainer had him doing a thousand spots. 
that's where they come from with their training. I'm pretty sure if you ask uh, Ballhead Man from New Japan, who I'm a fan of, I always forget his name. Oh. Uh, in New Japan, the ball, the only one that's ball. Ishii? Yeah. Yeah. Ishii, yeah. He's the only one that's ball in New Japan. I don't think of everybody else. He definitely, because yeah. he's 50 years old. I can guarantee you that man had to eat chops. Oh. Like, he had to eat chest. No, you. You're talking about Suzuki, Minoru yeah, Suzuki. Suzuki. So you got to think about with him, 52 years old, he had from that time frame, even probably to this day, they kind of toned down a little bit because it's just different times. I guarantee you, if you ask him how many bumps you had to take, how many times you had to get hit in the chest just to get yeah. your endurance up and then fuck the cardio. Like we talked about yesterday how Vern Grande had them carrying each other up the stairs. If people don't know what we're talking about, it's the 30 for 30 special Ric Flair, which is probably the best 30 for 30 special. I got to see the Mike Vick one to see if it rivals that one. But I digress. To see how they used to train back in the day, they used to have to carry each other up the fucking stairs and then down again. And then wake up and be and take bumps in a barn cold as hell in Minnesota at 5 a.m. It's a reason as to why they become drug addicts and alcoholics. Yeah. Yeah. They were they were pushing their body in ways that they just really should not have. And you know, unfortunately it 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 went that way. I I'm really sad that it went that way for a lot of them. Um but yeah, man. I mean this but it's that it, it correlates when I'm talking about with the discipline of the Japanese workers because they come from something along the lines that if not worse, I can yeah. guarantee you. So I'm I'm just taking out the equation of Japanese workers. Not saying they can't do anything like that, but I'm pretty sure because they are consistently working and yeah. they just show a certain professionalism overseas. The UK yeah. workers and, the same way. And the thing about it was I know I remember I saw that tweet that you saw me. And the thing about it that I found fascinating was the tweet was trying to make it sound like she was throwing people under the bus. And what she was really saying was like, look, the thing I found to be more fascinating was, look, man, the work rate that we are doing is insane. And maybe they just call someone like, you know, NXT do house shows. They doing this and that. And then you got some, I guarantee you it was someone that was on takeover the night before they had to turn around and do that. And they were just like, look, man, I'm tired. Like, they just caught them on the wrong day, and they just caught a stray. Ember Moon just caught a stray. And I don't think Ember Moon was upset about it. I don't think she was saying that. That's why she didn't mention name. I don't. She wasn't doing that to be like, you know, this person is lazy and this and that. She was just saying, like, look, man, you know, she she was surprised to see that. But I think even then when she was saying that, she was like, oh, she caught herself and realized, like, oh, this person was just tired. Like, I just caught them on a bad day. That's all that happened. Absolutely. And she's a professional, so she wouldn't do that. It's just, it's like you said, it's the schedule. It's the schedule that's crazy. Like, I still, that's why I said Adam Cole's MVP last year. That man yeah. did it back to back, took that big ass high spot from Tomasa. And still showing up the next day to have a match against Pete Dunn. I was like, yeah, this he made himself MVP within a day. Yeah. He was the MVP. He was right. It was between him 
hell, I want to say it was between him and Chris Jericho last year. That was like, okay, somebody is uh, the MVP this year. One is between those two. But oh, when you do a back to back like that, yeah, you definitely the MVP. Yeah, I think it's safe to say at this point, Adam Cole is the best NXT champion we have. But we knew that was going to happen though. When he was going to get his shot and get over, it was bound to happen just because, hell, when he was in ROH with Roderick Strong, they was like the best thing going on. Because I think at that point, Jay Lito was going back and forth from Impact over there. I could be mistaken. Just if I get my years right, then I'll remember off the top of my head. But they, they, that's when, arguably, that's when ROH was like, okay, after they leave, there's really no particular reason to see ROH except for like three, four, five people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Silas, absolutely. Silas Young, he need to go somewhere else too. Even though he Silas Young, forty two, I think he's sixty. Yeah. Yeah. He looks sixty. In that case, it'd be the Reggie thing, the Reggie yeah. theory, theory in a different yeah. way. It might be time to be a coach, big fella. Well, I, what I've been saying about Cash's own Noah. Cash's own Noah basically is he a player coach at this point? Yeah, I think he works a lot with Evolve too. They, that's when he, I yeah. think, so what it is in NXT, he probably coached him. Then he's like, oh, Evolve coming up, let me get on the card, champ. Let me get on the card. Yeah. See, I, I think when it comes to him, he just, uh, he just like, you know, he Bill Russell at the end of his career where he's like, yeah, I'm a coach, but I'm also, you know, or he Kareem. When Magic used to say, Kareem used to just, uh, sit on the side of defense, and he was like, yo, if y'all can't score, just weigh me down, and I'll come over and do my thing. Yeah, it could be that. It's, I won't go with the Bill Russell analogy just because it's hilarious that that story Kenny Smith says. Yeah. Yeah, no, don't sit in the back. Because he's a loser, he's a loser. So yeah. it's one of those things with Cassius. I mean, they beating the shit out of Moxley, though. I don't know if you watching AEW. I am. Bro, they mean the dog shit. He, this man ain't got no help. He can't call. This he got no help in one eye. The shield. Yeah, he got no help in one eye. Bro, but they just keep adding more people. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Sammy going to have to figure this shit out, bro. He going to have to be like, hey, man. Well, that's the thing about Sammy Guevara. When I watch him, I'm like, okay, I see what they see in him because he is very good. He, gotta, he is like. He got to get his weight up, though. No disrespect to him. He's yeah. This is me talking. I'm not I'm not doing the whole, who was that superstar Billy Graham thing saying that Kofi yeah. should take steroids. Yeah. Like, ridiculous thing that's, ever heard. that's some wild advice to tell someone to be like, hey, you know, you know what will make you better? performance enhancing like what what if i gotta take performing to be good i i, I don't want to do this they rush in the crowd that like i love this the inner circle is just like this this click just these five dudes who are just gonna rush you anytime and just beat the dog shit out of you well dean ambrose need to get a click you need to get something going on he ain't gonna get a click they're gonna have darby allen come out they're gonna have like dustin or someone come out and then that's gonna be it he just got body. I'm like, damn, I thought Jeff was going to help him out. Nah. But he definitely going over at the pay-per-view. Yeah, no, he went in the title. And I hope by double or nothing they have introduced a mid-card title. Jericho oh. slapped the shit out of him with that belt. 
Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They like whipping people on AEW, bro. Shit yeah, that's the one thing I think that they have to figure out is they, they do a certain level of redundancy that I just don't really rock with. But I get I get it. But uh nah this this is uh we're gonna see what it is. We're really gonna see what it is. You know, I'm gonna be one hundred, I'm an honest man. I used to say bad things about AW, not trash and trash them. I used to say things about AEW. I got to change my pace for many reasons. You know as to why. But uh, as long as they don't bring Jim Cornetta, I really don't. I never really had any quarrel with AEW. Just don't bring Jim Cornette around. I'm straight. Nah, Jim Cornette hates it, so you'll be good. Man, fuck Jim Cornette. Yeah. Who the fuck cares about what he like anyway? That's what I'm saying. I just really wanted to bring you in so I can you because I know you're going to say something and get me hyped. So I can be like, man, fuck Jim Cornette. That's all I really wanted to say. Okay. I don't fuck with no Jim Cornette. Respect him for what he did in the business, but that's where it stops. Yeah. Said that bullshit still, man. I, I'm going to watch the WA. Is he back on there? No, I don't think he's on there. Okay, bet. I'm going to watch the WA. <clears throat> but yeah, who's he calling for? You about to see. I'm. A, oh, yeah, I already said I was ahead of you. So. Oh, shit. So Jeff Cobb part of the inner circle now too? Yeah, no, they they like the Wu Tang, bro. All right, so who gonna be the who gonna be the Capadonna of this? Because it's clear that Jack Swagger is the you god of. Uh... No. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's what I was just about to say. I was say Jeff Swagger. I was just about to say that. No, no, no. All right, Jeff Cobb, let that man win the belt this year. Jet. Jack Swagger might be Inspector Deck, bro. Nah, Inspector Deck to get off. Is he Capadonna? Off two songs, bro. Yeah, but, I mean, name a good You God verse. Nah, I take that back because he got off on, uh, yeah, no disrespect, because he got off on victory. He had the Obamic Challenge League. Yeah, he had yeah, the best triumph. verse. Yeah. Yeah, he had the best verse in Triumph, so. Yeah, I'll take that back. Jack Slugger, yeah, let's give him you God, bro, because you God is needed when he's needed, but not all the time, if that makes sense. Just we need you in spurts, like yeah, give him no. a, a quick 10. You know what he is? He's the seasoning in the food that's there, and you can you can't taste it, but you know if it was gone. Oh, so he's basically like the pepper. Yeah. Got you. That that's that's it. Yeah. That's a good place to end. That is Jack Swears, the pepper. So Rizza, so basically, it's really easy to go with this analogy and say that Jericho is Rizza. Jericho is Rizza. Uh, Sammy Guevara is Method Man. There you go. Okay, so we right here with this analogy. <laughs> All right, bet. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb, who is now there, is he the ODB or is he Ghostface? Because I'm kind of saying Santana and Ortiz is Ghost and Ray. There you go. But I was about to say, but I don't know because you know Ghost. If Ghost wasn't with Wu Tang, it'll still be Ghostface. If Raekwon wasn't with, so okay, let's take out the inner circle, even though that's where we supposed to go with this whole, this whole analogy, and it's metaphorical sense of what we saying. But really, it's really the Lucha Bros, is Raekwon and Ghost. Yeah, they really are. That that's you know, really right nah. here. They uh three thousand and Dre. 
Yeah, say what you said again too. Yeah. About who's better out out of those two. Oh, three thousand is better. No, no, no. I'm saying for the Lucha Brothers. My fault. Oh, Phoenix is better. Okay. And what I say? You said Penta. Yeah. I'm still by that. Penta yeah. is no question. That's without question Ghostface. But that works too in a way because it's been people that said Raekwon is better than Ghostface at times. So Yeah, no, I mean it's twenty years old and look, man, Ghostface has had one of the best discographies in all of hip hop. All of it. He just never made a Cuban links. And that's not a bad thing, because he still got classics. He got multiple classics. Okay, this is the old head from South Central as well with uh, JY. And this is how we end the podcast of what he just said. Yeah. That's how yeah. we're going to end the podcast. So Kenny Omega ain't got a Cuban links. Okay, bullshit. But all right, cool. If that's how you want to end the podcast, bet. We'll be back next week. And I'll talk more about this off air, because that's some bullshit. Wait, what? Yeah, that's some bullshit. It ain't Iron Man. Nah, it ain't Cuban. Well, Iron Man is probably the best album to come from the Wu Tang Dynasty, whatever you want to call it. Cuban Links. Okay. All right, bro. Cuban Links, then Supreme. Okay. That that's episode nine, ten, whatever the fuck. I, I'll get it later after I talk to this man about this blasphemy he just spurred. Yeah, you could text me about this because we can still fight about this. I'll, I'll call you about it. I got time right now. I ain't got time to call. We got a text. Okay, I'll, I'll call you later on when you get to the crib. All right. All right. Bullshit.